As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever the fuck you decide to listen to this Billy DeVore. And seeing across from me, as always, is... Howdy-do, everybody. It's me, Lee Kimbrell. How you doing out there, Nasty Boys and Girls, across the whole wide world? They're good. They're doing good. We left a we left an extra beat in there for them to really think about how they're doing. And they yep. might think that they're not doing that great because nobody feels like they're doing that great. But ultimately, <laughs> we're doing we're doing okay. We're doing great. We're upright. We're breathing. Drinking. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Clink. Clink. Sorry I didn't save the pop top for you, Webby, but here we are. Well, Webby. Oh yeah, we've got to, we've got to talk about the terms of that bet here a little later on. I'm very excited. I cannot be wait to be correct. Yeah, I can't wait to be on your porch and and just wallowing in my victory. But I mean, without getting into the terms of the bet, I mean you wouldn't you wouldn't be you wouldn't hate it if we signed DD, right? No, it I mean, would, other than the fact of watching Webby chug like a fucking tall boy of malt liquor. Uh, I mean, which I will have to do. Yeah, that will be. Yeah, we'll talk about the whole shortstop debacle and the Mike Webby bet here in a little bit. Yes, but you bet on it. Yeah, that's that is a bet that you probably couldn't find um, at a casino at no. a neighborhood bookie. No, you might. I don't even think you could find it online. But then again, I'm not even sure you can bet online. Ag. Oh, I'm pretty sure you can. Oh, can you? <laughs> you can. <laughs> Football is in full effect with many teams trying their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use the promo code Armchair, Armchair. to take advantages of the all the great. Sign up bonuses. Bet online, your online sports book experts. I almost nailed that read. There, well, I mean, you had one blub, and I could barely even tell you where the blub was. It was an excellent read, sir. It was pretty good. I'll take it. No, it was good. Um, but that bet. So okay, hold on. So if I mean, we'll talk about the DD stuff in a minute. But if we sign DD, I have to take two shots of pure grain alcohol. Yeah. Chug a third. A th- 24 ounce Bud Ice. Yeah, Bud Ice is what he said. And then he said, uh, chug a shitty craft beer. And I'm like, Define shitty craft beer. I, I don't think he's a craft beer guy in general. Oh, no, dude. No, in our family, we are hardcore Bud Light drinkers, man. I'll right. stand by it. But, you know, after, no matter how good or shitty the craft beer is, following two shots of Everclear and a Ooh. 24 ounce Bud Ice, I'm fucked. There's no good craft beer. There's no good option after that. No, but here's the thing is I think he would give me like, oh, here's this shitty too hard. And I see it everywhere. I'm like, I can drink this in two golfs. Yeah, you could. Most people couldn't. No. I love a too hearted ale. Too hearted is my desert beer. Is it a? My desert island beer. That's where you take it? Mm-hmm. I love two hearted a two hearted draft so much. We were just waxing philosophically and and being nostalgic, talking about comedy and everything. Yeah, there is nothing I enjoy more than going to an open mic with you know ninety seconds worth of jokes that you're excited to tell. Right, and then the rest of the set you're riffing or 
you know, putting a new shiny coat of paint on an old bit or whatever you are. Right. I, I, the, it comes to mind as motor. For whatever oh. reason, I love going to motor, having a set, drinking a high life, and then being like, you know what? Let's treat ourselves and getting a nice yes. pint draft of two hearted and then going up on that stage with just a little little warmth on the end of your nose. Yep, with a little warmth in your heart. And the next thing <laughs> you know, you're up there and you're so excited and then you eat every bit of your own dick. Oh my god, I miss the taste of my dick. I miss the yeah, I do too. I don't know if I've talked about it before, but I did I was reintroduced to the taste of my dick in Atlanta a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah. On the Friday Late Show. Oh brutal. The Friday Late Show. And it tasted good, baby. <laughs> I loved dude. I had to like sweat like wipe my brow of sweat. Oh yeah, I, I was bombing and it was great. I had that happen in Georgetown too. But then I was like and I felt like the kick in where I'm I'm riffing my way out of the bomb yeah. and goofing with them where I'm like, oh, I haven't felt this muscle in a while. And then like when I was done, I was like, oh, I didn't know that could be a little sore. Papa is sore. Very sore. Oy vey. Speaking of sore, I've been trying to, you know, combat the dread. Aren't we all? And uh, getting back down on the ground and working out a little bit. And Papa, my chest and triceps oh. are ablaze right now. I woke up this morning and thought I had COVID. Oh, <laughs> that bad. Because my muscles are hurting so bad. And I was like, no, you just did 70 push-ups throughout the day yesterday. Oh, my you God. weak little bitch. Dude, that's I mean. A, that's, you did a fair amount of sets there. Yeah. I mean, if I do sets of 10. You just pop down and do 10 push-ups, depending on where you are and your fitness level. It takes 15 seconds. Yeah, it's, yeah. And then, and then you're up, and then yeah. you're back sitting on the couch watching Criminal Minds. Right, or just jerking off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How has your libido been lately, if you don't mind me asking? You can totally ask. Yeah, because uh, mine, I'll lead off just so you know it's a safe space. Mine's been in the fucking gutter, dude. It's got peaks and valleys. Dude, the first three months of, of COVID and everything, I, it's a miracle we got out of it without a baby. <laughs> I was fucking dog. Horn. Hey, I mean, it's all you, it, it was really all you could do, but now it's just like with all of the, you know, everything that's going on and, the, and, the, and, the, and what the future looks like and this, yeah. that, and the other, all the worries that come with this newfound world, the last thing I'm thinking about is fucking. Well, also, think about where you were when those first three months, because, like, you got to be together every day. And it was hot outside, and you mm. could go on a jog, or you could yeah. go on a walk, yeah. and it was warm. And now, I mean, it's fucking, it, the sun goes down at 2.30 in the afternoon. I know. That's a weird one. That sucks. And isn't it so weird how humans, we just, like, every 365, we, like, relearn these things. I mean, daylight mm-hmm. savings time happens every single year. And, w- and every single year, we know what's going to go down. Yeah. And every single year, we're just like, Ugh. it's 5.15. And it is pitch black. Dude, it is pitch black in Cincinnati at 5.40. Yeah. Pitch black. So that window behind you? Yeah. When during the summer, I would sit here, and I would be, I would at least for an hour and a half to two hours, I would have to move because the sun would set and go through that window, and the sun is just going into my eyes. It was eyes. like 8.45. Right, but then I would move to the other side of the couch, and I'd be like, fine. Now I look over, it's like 
four thirty five, and I'm like, ow, for five minutes, and the yeah, and then the sun is just gone. I'm like, cool, there went my yeah, day. Yeah, in those five minutes, Fuck. you just like sit in that little sunbeam like a fucking lizard, <laughs> just soaking it up as much as you yeah, can. I'm just rolling around on my heat rock. Oh, I know, dude. So here's the where you were with that. So like that's of course, and then that kind. It's not like it gets old; it just gets different. And then you just need to find a polite way to ask if she could put more things in your butt, and then you'll yeah. be back to. But uh, no, it's like I get that where it's it's ebbs and flows. There's days where I'm like, where it goes weeks at a time where I'm like bummed. Yeah, and it's and then she's like, "Do you want it?" And I'm like, Mm-mm. and then I'll be like, "Huh? Yeah." And yeah. Then she's like, Mm-mm. and she's like, "No, Mm-mm. you're gross." And I'm that's like, exactly what it is. It, it, I don't know if it's it, it, it's like the drop in sexual activity. It doesn't have to do mm-hmm. with just one person in the relationship's libido. It has yeah. to do with like rarely are both units it's ready to roll, ready to fucking roll. Well, but here's the thing: Do you find yourself? I'm still on the same spank schedule. Yeah. Morning, night. Yeah. My spanking is way down, man. So that too, huh? Way down on the spank train, dude. Huh. Yeah. And just because it, just because the world sucks. Yeah. Well, you know, this, that, and the other. Sure. There's plenty of A lot of things reasons. going on. Sure. Yeah. But that, it, it is, it's been very weird. Because I don't know. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's weird. I'm a couple weeks away from being 30. So I've been in my 20s, if you don't know how numbers work, for the last decade. No clue. (laughs) You tack on, you know, 16 through 20 to that, that's 14 years of just full-raged horniness. Yes, never stopping. Really, all I've ever thought about. And I mean, now it's just it's just a different ball game, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's a different ball game. Well, when you think when you're that when you're that young and you're in school, you're like the whole time I'm just sitting there, like just just gripping my geometry book in like anger, just thinking about when am I going to be able to come again? Yeah, for real. And now we're adults and we're like, I can just come whenever I want. Yeah, exactly. I can just jack off. I'm allowed to anytime. Yeah. And it's like woke to just jerk off on the streets now. Yeah, exactly. Like it's body positivity. Exactly. I'm positively adding to their day. By you getting to watch a grown man masturbate on Main Street. Perfect. In December, very cold, so it's a good workout. I know, dude. But who knows? I know that's a weird question yeah. to lead off it's with. It's not weird. But. No, no, no. I've, I've, I've been going through it. Do you feel like, you know, since I'm halfway through being 30 mm. this year... You know, Jesus, I'm six months into my... How's 30 been for you, Bill? What's uh, it like being 30? Can you tell me? I was psyched. <laughs> I was pretty excited. It's fine. Do you know what changes? Nothing. You are just older. Changes. You might have some type of awakening where you're like, oh, so this is it, huh? Yeah. And that's it. I mean... Yeah, I mean, there is a You bit, are more comfortable with yourself. I the, will say that. Yeah, I mean, that that is one thing is... You know, uh, I I have been feeling more comfortable in who I am and, like, how I'm carrying myself. You feel like I feel less uh, – I feel less of a drive to, like, need to explain myself to people or be understood. Right. But – Which fu- – yeah, I've just decided to f- just say fuck you and do what I do well. Everything that I do, and that's kind of what 30 has been for me. 30 is a benchmark, though. It's just, like, by a lot of metrics – by a lot of metrics, I am failing. You know, <laughs> by a lot of okay. by, by, by you know by a lot of other metrics, I'm not failing. Why would you say that you're failing? It's just the bank account thing and the job security thing, and sure. it's like most people. But see again, that's not true. Most people 
are always struggling, are always trying to figure it out, are always trying to find that clarity or, you know, whatever makes them happy. Sure. It, that also comes with, like, being, like, the what we talked about with libido. It's the ebbs and flows of it. Yeah, it just comes up and down. Yeah. It just keeps on coming on, coming on. Sure, there's days where you're rich, and there's some days where you're like, I'm poor. Yeah. And then you just have to find a way to not let it bother you or inflate your ego. It's true, man. Yeah, that ego thing, that's been a... That's been a if you're trying to find a silver lining over the last eight or nine months, all of our egos have just dissipated, died. Oh, my ego's dead to ditch. Yeah, I had to talk. I had to talk with Tyler last night, and he had to remind me of like what I've. It was like it wasn't like an ego. Like uh, he was trying to boost my ego or anything. It was one of those like, hey man, you need to think about where you were and where you're going. Yeah, that's and true. And who you are. Yeah. And he put me in check with that because I was all bummed out. You know. And he put it into perspective for me that I hadn't thought about. So sometimes you need to hear that shit. Yeah. Because, you know, our egos are not just bruised. I wouldn't say broken, but they're dislocated. Yeah. Or, I mean, dislocated, yeah, for sure. Or just, you know, not broken, but definitely forever changed. Yeah. like what I, I mean, even coming out of this, let's say 365 from now, we're open back up. There's a vaccine. Most of the country taking it. We're, we're all zombies. Things are good. Yeah, right. We're all zombies. <laughs> they shoot that fucking chip into our bloodstream, man. Yeah. Track me, Billy Gates. Yeah, dude. I would let Billy Gates track me right now if there could be some semblance yeah. of goodness. I don't care. What are you going to find out that I go, I'm at home, I go to work, and then I meet with clients, and then I come home? Yeah. But then in between there, I'm doing shows? Great. Yeah. You're finding out a whole lot. Yeah, I know. I mean, the other side of that coin is it's just like, you know, like kind of like what we were talking about before we hit record. Like, it doesn't stop there. I mean, what happens when the metric changes on what is okay and what's not okay? Right. What if it's, what if it's just deemed in five years that, uh, you know, the, the free speech practiced by comedians is dangerous to this country, yeah. you know, or whatever? And I, I, I don't think I don't that's think gonna that will happen. happen. I don't think it's going to happen. But I mean, it certainly is already kind of happened. We're in the middle of it happening. Yeah. I mean, there are jokes that you told at the beginning of your comedy career that if you told them right now, you would probably never be allowed to do comedy in this city again. No. You know? Yeah. For better or for worse. For sure. You were never a hateful comic. You, you're not a hateful person. I did say the N word a lot. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I mean, was a Def Jam comic. You give or take. You sure. know, you liked Bernie Mac. Loved Bernie you Mac. You know, you follow the ones you loved. Dude. Richard Pryor? Yeah. Big Pryor guy. Richard Pryor. I watched some Richard Pryor the other day. It, it's that. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but like, it's. Because it, as com- comics, besides, you know, tell me a joke. I think the number one question or command that we get is, who's your favorite comedian? Or who's the best comic ever? Yeah. And it's like the same question with sports. Who's the best basketball player ever? It's generational. Yeah, exactly. There, there could never be another Richard Pryor because there will never be another black guy talking like that in the middle of the 60s and the 70s. Right. It, you know, like, he kind of like rewrote it. He, yep. He walked so that the other, all you know, the rest of us could run or whatever right. that statement is. Yeah, for sure. So you can't say that. Yeah. It's like Will Chamberlain in a class of his own. Sure. Because, you know, he slam dunked the ball. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, I mean, they had to like, they had to make the dunk illegal. 
Right. While he was playing for a couple seasons, just because it was too good. It's like, what's better than that? Mm -hmm. LeBron James is better than that. Right. We're at, like, this fully evolved point of the game. I mean, can you imagine throwing... Araldus Chapman on the 1928 Yankees. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. They would think he was like possessed by the devil. No, no shit. They would literally think he was possessed by the devil. Yeah. He's throwing 104 miles oh an hour. Oh. They wouldn't let him play. Right. I mean, because about- he was black. Right. But also, <laughs> okay, you know, but yeah. like, throw a Trevor Bauer or a Garrett Cole back in the 30s. Dude, put. One Soto in the box against Dizzy Dean. Yeah, no shit. Holy dude. dick. Yeah, exactly. Or do you think Warren Spahn, Warren Spahn could like... You were right. E- yeah, easily strike out Giancarlo Stanton? No. He'd hit it out of the fucking stadium, <laughs> Yeah, dude. he would break the all-wood scoreboard. Yeah, he, no shit, dude. He'd kill yeah. the guy back there with all the numbers putting him in there. <laughs> but then you're also giving him credit that he got to be able to stand up out of the dugout and walk to home plate without someone throwing a glass Exactly. Bottle. So, I mean, it's all just semantics. You, it's hard. you can't paint with a broad brush like that. No. But with that being said, I've been going back and watching some old stand-up, and prior rips, dude. Still does. I mean, relevant and funny. Yeah. What was it, Live at Sunset Strip? So good. It's dude. great. So unbelievably funny. It's fantastic. Yeah. One of the best specials ever. I talked... To- Talked a little bit about it on the Zoom one last week, but working with Brian Regan was bonkers. He's right. so good at comedy, dude. Yeah. He just knows exactly how to do comedy the way Brian Regan would do comedy. Does that make sense? Yeah, because that's the whole point is you figure out your formula, your method, what you want to talk about. Bonkers. And then you just cr- just crank out for yourself. Yeah, man. And he just talks in this Brian Regan cadence. Right. And it's just different. Now, here's a question. You worked with him. Do you think that how he does comedy and the way that he writes, would that translate to a writing gig? Because he's done himself for so long. That's a good question. Would that work? That's a a really interesting point. I don't know. When you watch people who do stand-up and are writers for SNL, like there was one guy, I forget his name, um, and he's from Austin. I watched his clip that he submitted to be a writer for SNL, and I was just like, not to be a fucking schmuck. Yeah, no, I get it. You're I like, was like, I'm better than him. Right. How is he writing for SNL? Maybe it's the structure they hear his jokes. and like, oh, he could probably write sketches. That's funny. I got into this argument. I was down in Lexington for Thanksgiving, and I had a uh, outdoor, socially distanced, fun hang with right. some friends. Yeah. And it was in a garage. <laughs> and... Uh, they were talking, we were talking about the Reagan or whatever and how I had to open up with five. Yeah. And all those guys, they love ribbing me or whatever. And they also right. are fairly limited in their knowledge of stand-up. Right. And they were talking to me about like, you Kevin know. Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart, Not- Joe Rogan, and these big names that are everything. And I was just, I said in confidence. Yeah. I did, I did a better job opening that show up than Joe Rogan would have. Joe Rogan. And I believe that. I I think you should. You know, I, I actually do. I'm not saying that, like, I'm not saying that. I, it's so subjective. I'm not better or worse. Obviously, Rogan is worth $500 million and sell. He could sell out the Staples Center with one tweet. But, right. like, five minutes in the middle of Indiana, going up cold, just that skill set. Yeah. 
I am better than he is. Because he hasn't had to use that muscle. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, I get to go into a theater of, you know, ten to 15,000 that are there to see him. Exactly, and they lose their mind. That was kind of cool with Regan, is it's like everyone there, there were no free tickets. Right. There was nobody there like, oh, let's go catch a show. We love helium and we trust who they bring you know it's right like they went they were brian reagan fans who bought tickets on two three days notice so they were excited about it juiced that's a whole different level of killing dude oh yeah you can get to be so good you know if you've been doing comedy for 12 13 14 15 years and you're a headliner and you tour the country that is an incredible skill set but if you are one of those you know less than one percenters who bump up to having like diehard fans like right. you're a big deal then you get to go out and just kill in front of a sold out room of people who like what you do yes it's chad daniels is the perfect example that's who comes to mind that's who i was gonna bring because up. he's not like he could be a theater he sells out four shows at 250 right he could be a theater but he i mean who I wouldn't want to sit in that fucking pocket Maybe not, though. Why? I mean, also, theaters are a whole other ball game. Mm -hmm. You have to sit and wait. Chad is also that that style. He is... Right. Right. He's doing... He's playing jazz drums. Yeah. Where, like, you watch somebody um, who's been doing theaters for a while, like Louis Black. Yeah. And you watch him sit, and it's just like, boom. Or like David Crofts, who does like, you know, they'll they'll extend the premise for a long time, and then it takes them, you know, two and a half, three minutes to get to the, to the punchline. The big something. punch. My, and I, then they just, yeah. then it's, and it's theater. And same with Berbiglia. I, dude, that's a, I was just about to bring that up. I sat down and watched the most recent Berbiglia with my parents, and his case, that's another guy who's purely his voice. Yes. Complete. I dude. I hadn't listened to Berbiglia recently. His his cadence is kind of cool. He can be annoying on Twitter. He can be a little whiny, right. but his style is pretty cool. Oh yeah, it's story driven, and then one little point in the middle of a story, boom, ninety seconds doing another bit. Yep, and then going back in and continuing with the story. Right, and then. One little thing, and then he's like, oh, well, see, that is the thing about making out, yeah. or whatever. And yeah. then he'll just do two minutes on making out, and then boom, back into the story about how he made out with a girl in 15th grade. Or right. <laughs> 15th grade. Yeah, you know? Right. And then it just, he weaves in and out, right, and that's kind of genius. And it all kind of connects somehow, and then he throws you, uh, what, it, what Bill Hicks would always say, he's like, I'll throw a dick joke to you as a life preserver to my bring da- you back. My dad and I watched a documentary on Bill Hicks, and it was <sighs> fucking fascinating. He's the best. Dude, he, that, was, he was the best. That guy was really something, man. Road gig, gigging every week. Yeah. F- you know, doing Tuesday through Sunday. Getting on a plane Monday, flying to the next place, and doing that. Yeah, I know. Doing like eight, like eight shows, nine shows a week. And then, and then he went from doing that in 1989 to selling out 5,000 seaters in 1992. Right. He was meteoric. Yeah. Did you know that he moved out to L.A. from Houston with Sam Kinison? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, Sam Kinison was like way older than he was. And Bill Hicks grew up in this like super religious conservative Christian family. And fucking Sam Kinison, this fucking deranged, head trauma induced preacher man, 
went over and like convinced his parents to that he was like, yeah, we're gonna move out there to LA together. It's viable. He's good. He can do this. Yeah, and it, dude, it was a really cool. Sam Kennison was awesome. Yeah, he was, man. He was a guy who uh, his whole personality changed when he was a kid. He got hit by a fucking bus or a truck. He was one way for the first 13, 14 years of his life, and then he got hit by a truck, sustained traumatic brain injury, and came out with a completely different personality. I did not know that. His brother wrote a book called My Brother Sam, and he talks all about like night and day, two different people. Wow. Two completely different people. That's like the uh, that dude in like uh, what was that the late eighteen hundreds, who was working on a railroad, and then somehow like a spike went through. Oh his yeah, brain. And, he, and he lived. And he lived, but he was missing like the part of his brain that controlled his behavior. Yeah. So he would just get so fucking mad. Yeah. But aside from that, and he would become confused on why he was mad. Yeah. But aside from that, he was totally fine. There are people, there are cases out there, I can't cite any, but there they are there are cases out there of like guys who went on spree killings and killed like four or five people in a row or just started like, you know, God forbid, like molesting kids or some shit. Yeah, I never remember when I molested kids. Yeah, them. yeah, well, it's... So my biggest problem. Yeah, I know, and you just black out. I black out because I'm coming so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the but, blood is in my penis. So they will go and like kill a bunch of people, mm. then they'll die, and then they'll look at their brain... And there's like a tumor on the part of their brain that, that like, you know, stops inhibition or whatever. Right. Or like has rational cognitive thinking. Yeah, we really are quite fragile beings. It's amazing how fragile we are, but also like how sturdy the human. It's amazing how sturdy the human body is, but also how bad the brain is. Yeah. How incredible there's, the brain is, but also just how bad it is, how much yeah. it can work against you. Here's a perfect example of this, and I've been working on it as a bit, but, like, what am I going to do stand-up? So I'll just tell you yeah. what happened. Ooh, dude, I like this part of the show. I'll run a bit that I, you know, haven't been able to do, but Right, I but like that's, that's basically the premise, yeah. which you set me up for perfectly. But um, Alicia's friend Laura, her mom is an X-ray tech in a hospital. Okay. And within a year, the same guy came back two times... To have his anus x-rayed because he had not one, but two gerbils die in his asshole. Okay. So, which means he went back to the same place. He went the first time like, fuck, I lost the gerbil. It died in my asshole. There is a dead gerbil in my colon. In my colon. I need to go get it taken care of. I'm going to go get x-rays. And then did it again. Went back to the pet store. And got another gerbil and put it in his asshole and then went back to the hospital thinking they won't remember me. This will be fine. And then these a couple thousand people in this hospital now know this guy as You're the, the gerbil, gerbil guy. guy. No shit. Not even thinking. Dude, that has got to be some sort of government list. If you just go into a pet store and buy a <laughs> single gerbil, no cage, yeah. no wooden pellets, no spinny wheel... <laughs> No food. You're just like, yeah, I'll take this gerbil. I yeah. brought my own box. Yeah. No. Like, he doesn't even bring his own box. He's like, yeah, excuse me. Can I also get a plastic bag, the same thing you put the goldfish in? Yeah. It's not going to – don't put holes in it. It'll be fine. It's no, not going to – No, this thing has got about 15 minutes for yeah. it is going on a trip. <laughs> yeah, it's a one-way ticket. God damn. Well, you hope it's a two-way. But like <laughs> how do you put a gerbil in your asshole – 
first of all. Like, I would, I, not like, I know how you do it. You put it in a condom, you lube it up, and you put it in your asshole. I know how you do that. But how in your brain do you get to the point where you're like, you know what? I'm out of things to do. I'm going to put a gerbil in my asshole. Yeah. Like, how, how do you get to that point? You put it in, and then you're like, oh, no. It can't come out. Yeah. I lost the ripcord. That's that thing about buttholes. Yeah. It is typically a one-way street. You're coming in or you're coming out. No, it is not a revolving door. Oh, man. Imagine that sense of dread when you realize that you got a gerbil stuck in your ass for the second time. Oh, what about this? Think about this. The, The asshole... Is the escalator for your poop because the stairs are either going up or they're going down. There's no in between here, brother. When we can do stand up again, you get to do that line. That's the that's funny. The escalator of poop of poop. But the thing about that dude, and then he, you can't just shit it out because it's bones and that, (laughs) (laughs) and it's gonna cut your asshole. Yeah. So you have to go in. Go and look at another human being in the face and say, I have a gerbil in my asshole. And then go through that whole process again and say that to Sir, sir, we're going to need you to fill this out. And you're like, I know. Yeah. (laughs) I've been here before. We need you to sign this waiver. And you're just like, can you just photocopy my last one? Also, sir, if you could go sit over there, I cannot sit right now. That's really funny. But dude, and then he he went through all of that again, and then had to look at the same human being in their face and go, "I have a gerbil in my asshole," and they have to act surprised. Surprised, surprised, surprised. It's like, oh, you fucked up again. But isn't wow. that wild? Yeah, that's really something. But that's how crazy. That's how amazing the human body is. Is that it can take anything and take a beating, but yet the brain is so fucking dumb. Yeah, connected to this. I think that, like, the origin of that, besides just humans always be sticking stuff up their butt. Always be. I think the origin of it, oddly enough, is, like, some sort of, like, occult Aleister Crowley type of, like, sex magic. Okay. Where there there were some people who believed way back in the day that there were, like, powers to be had by, like, I'm just speaking out of my ass here. But (laughs) but there were like powers to be had. Like sex magic is the idea that like you you can manipulate the world and like manifest more. No no like at no other time greater than like an orgasm. Okay. Like while you're ejaculating. Sure. Well, I was jacking off and I thought of a meme and I cummed. I don't know where it came from. That's brilliant. Did you make the meme? No. Okay. Well, I just saw it was it was it was like a meme I saw on Twitter. Like I was locked in watching Gianna Michaels get railed. I went retro. I went throwback. Gianna Michaels is great. Remember? Oh yeah. Uh, Who was the other one? Gianna Michaels and she was always with Sophie D or like Sophie uh, D ruled. Gianna Michaels, dude, she was a fucking savage. I know. That's I still go back and like, whew. Yeah, she's great, man. But yeah, and then all of a sudden I was like. And then I was like, to the precipice, and then my something popped in my brain that was just like two hands that said, oh, I found what you were looking for, uh, the attention you wanted. And yeah. then I come for some reason. <laughs> and I was like, why did my brain go there, and why am I empty now? That's weird. Now I've never felt more empty. I've never, ever in my life. Here's this bit. I can't remember if I ran this by you or not, but did you know, this is real. Yeah. There is a KFC Taco Bell. 
in the Pentagon. Yes. We did didn't we talk, talk about, about this. this? Did it's, we talk about it on the pod? I don't think we did. We just talked about it in person. Yeah. It was you, me, and Nick. Yo, yeah, we yeah, 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 yeah. Before we did yeah. it. There is a KFC Taco Bell in the Pentagon. Yeah. And a Starbucks and a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Which uh, is weird. Because I gave you the line, of course there's a KFC in the Pentagon because there's a there has to be a colonel. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's good. There has to be a colonel. Right. So my question is, it like that there is there there is like a Taco Bell KFC employee that has entry level Pentagon <laughs> access. Right. They can get in the door. They got a little swipe card. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not punching down for the folks that work in the fast food industry. Right. Because that's probably where I'm going to work. <laughs> <laughs> At least you'll be an assistant manager. Yeah, I can get a job. But is that the highest level of fast food employee or the lowest level of military? <laughs> it, you know what I'm saying? I think that's a pretty, pretty funny premise. Like, do you get, like, if you fuck up really bad and, like, cheat on your wife publicly and get in trouble like Petraeus or some yeah. shit do you get demoted to like fry cook at the KFC <laughs> like are you like now lieutenant chicken yeah like a five star you know captain chicken or whatever <laughs> and then I also like I just like the hypothetical that just numbers wise somebody has drone drone striked an entire village and then just eating a gordita crunch <laughs> Which is just bonkers. I love the juxtaposition of that. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to do that as a bit. I it's like re- that as a bit. You should explore way more. There's so much you can do. Oh, there's with, a million different there's angles. There's a million angles. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's a fun one. Oh. Well, we'll get to work it out one day. One day. We'll find a way. Dude, it, it, it's, I just miss seeing my buddies do stand-up. Yeah. You I, brought up Rand, and it's like, I would do anything to watch Rand do stand-up. I would do anything to watch Rand just do crowd work. Yeah. Uh, you Did you watch, so I was watching David Brooks's story, and you know, they have comedy in yeah. Indiana, because it's Indiana. Um, I mean, you were just there, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, he was talking about being at an open mic and watching someone bomb. Oh yeah, dude, I talked to him on his story about that. I sent him, like, I was like, I just sent him all the emojis, I was just so excited to hear that. And I was just like, man, I just, anything to watch, someone bomb, and then someone who's terrible just talk shit about him. I'm mm-hmm. like, I miss that bullshit. Yeah. I know, man. But it's also we've gotten to that point where I don't want to go backwards and go back to doing virtual shows all the time. No. That didn't feel constructive. I've been thinking about hopping on and doing a live hub. Yeah. Just just to see everyone and just like it it is fun. Like the novelty of it at the very beginning was kind of cool. Yeah. Do you remember like doing the... The, the Instagram live shows in like March, early April. Yeah. It was, I didn't, you know, it, you didn't, you didn't hate it as much then as we have grown to hate it now. Right. It was just kind of like, nah, isn't this kooky that we get to, that we do this? We'll be back in June. Right. And like, yeah, I mean, now that reality is set in a little bit, it just feels even worse. You know what I've done? Uh, well, Igondon did bought Zoom Premium for a month. Okay. You know what we should do is like once, like once every two weeks or whatever, like just to keep us motivated, writing, just keep writing, and then like, like a Friday night, <coughs> excuse me, or a Saturday night, we could just do like Lee and Billy work it out and yeah. just do a Zoom show that way. That's not bad. And then have it open so like people listen to this or whatever, then promote it whatever. Um, 
I don't know if I charge for it. I think we should just because whatever. Five bucks is five bucks. Yeah. And it would help pay for the Zoom subscription that yeah. I'm paying for for a month. What is it? It's like 15 bucks. Really? Yeah. I might go gone down and go buy it for the year. Because who knows at this point? It's like 70 bucks for the year. What all does it do? Like what Zoom I can you? like have to – it's like I can have more than one person on the meeting. You know, I don't know how many I could have in general. Yeah. And then I get to have cloud storage for all of my calls. So instead of downloading like when we did the Zoom and I download the video and the audio, yeah. it would then just be stored in a cloud instead of on my computer. Yeah. Here, so, so that could be a good idea. That could be a good idea. Speaking of Zoom, I did this some crowd work up in Indianapolis. Um, you know who I feel really bad for? PE teachers. Yeah, why? PE on Zoom. Oh, God. I crowd worked with this guy. He's fucking elementary school gym teacher. And, like, without even trying to do a clever little bit or whatever, just through conversation, I was just like, so what do you do? Just, like, make him do jumping jacks and stuff? And he was like, yeah, basically. So I was like, oh, fuck. So I was like, throughout your day... You're just looking at your computer screen with like 25 10-year-olds working out. I was like, that's a, that'll get you on some kind of list, No bro. shit, like, dude. That is a compromising place to put yourself in. Record that. Yeah. Sell it on the dark web. Yeah, yeah and then retire from teaching. Yeah, and then buy an island, <laughs> yeah. get those kids to come to that island, and then fly in Tom Hanks. There you go. Done. Fucking Tom Hanks, dude. I think I've come. I'm a genius. Get Billy Clinton's in there. Bill fucking Clinton, dude. It's so crazy that we like people. You know, people are just like yas queening Bill Clinton for taking the vaccine publicly Ugh. or whatever. Yeah, that dude was on Epstein's flight log 28 times. <laughs> yeah. How? See that? That'll drive you fucking nuts. How? Like all? You know, it, it sucks that Trump took the phrase fake news. Ugh. But I mean. Thank God that he said it and put it out there. And even though it's a scary time to live, like at least now people are are acknowledging that. And like right. now more than ever, with all the differing COVID coverage and everything, it's just like it's bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit. Yeah. How is it not the biggest story in the world that Clinton was on those fucking planes? Right. He and went to he went to you know little St. James. 30 yeah. times. Yeah, so he could fuck little St. James. Yes. Yeah. And get massages from like 13-year-old girls. I, I know. How it, it, it should be the biggest story ever. No, but instead it's like, oh, we're all locked inside. Yeah, they're just like, I don't know, it's so Your crazy. friend could kill you with uh, a sneeze. Joe Biden's bringing a rescue dog to the White House. Cool, while like, he puts in the Secretary of Defense who was a military lobbyist. No shit, dude. A monster. I know, man. Everyone's like, yeah, she's a lady. Yes, Queen. I'm like, it doesn't matter if you have a dick or vagina. A vagina. <laughs> You could still be an awful human. You got yourself a vagina? Yeah, you got yourself a war criminal up there. God damn, man. So, I mean, I guess that's feminism because in my eyes they're treated the same way. They're still pieces of shit. Yeah, exactly. They're pieces so of shit. So congratulations. Yeah, exactly. Pieces but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not discrediting feminism in any way, shape, or form. I'm calling no, it what it point. is and what the goal was You're a comedian. We're comedians talking. We're, Which we, is, we, we, don't, we need to have silly fucking takes on things. No one yeah. thinks that you're taking a big shit on feminism. Well, that was my next point. I'm going to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, anyway, let's. we need to go back to the days of old. Uh, who knows? Yeah, man. but anyway, yeah, it, it's going to be a mess. Uh, you talked about 
you know, going down and see, oh, oh, to, to add to your bit about clearance of the Pentagon. So I went and saw my my sister. In oh Virginia. yeah, you were in Virginia, and so I got to tour his base. I got to tour the largest U.S. naval base. That's tight. And see air sh- air air aircraft carriers. That's and shit. cool. Really cool. You know what else I That's saw? That's really cool. They also have a Wendy's, Cold Stone Creamery, um, Tim Hortons on base. Great steak and potato company on base. So they also have access to the base. Dude, our they government, government our, our military eats fast food. Regularly. Can we not get the fucking military on some, like, just clean eat? Can they all not no. just be keto or some shit? No, they, they can't. They got to eat the same processed, never mood before beef that we do? Yeah, they have to. You keep feeding them that crap so their brain don't work too good, so they don't think about fighting back and thinking how much bullshit it is. No shit, dude. God damn also, found out that um, the people on base, the, the fast food workers, make at least $15 an hour. No way. Starting. I believe it. So, it's not the worst gig. There could be worse gigs out there, man. You could just be working at a Wendy's. Like the one in Newport where you saw them smoking cigarettes. Oh, man. I wish I could go back to those <laughs> days. That was like May. Mm-hmm. That was fucking beautiful, man. That was May. Just sitting in there, we're closed. It's almost 2021, Brosif. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Well, you know what? All you can do is just mm-hmm. keep listening to this podcast. That's Tell true. everyone you know. You need to start telling people that if they listen to the new Nasty Boys... They'll get herpes. Or they won't oh. get COVID. They won't. Yeah. Yeah. Getting herpes is is, is, is a deterrent from listening oh, to the shit. podcast. Oh, shit. Sorry. No, I've, I've always just always wanted herpes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've always wanted to have oh, open sores on my Speaking of listening to the new Nasty Boys, shout out to Sadie Mae Stewart. Of course. Throwing it up. We were number two on her Spotify mm-hmm. rap for podcasts. I love that. Sadie Mae, you fucking rule. Thank She's the best. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. I love her very much. I miss her very much. And she lives right down the street from here and I haven't seen her in months. I know. I miss the five out of her and then her friend Kylie I can't remember she's her fantastic. last name she's wonderful she's starting a podcast or has started a podcast called Talentless Talent so yeah. look that up subscribe to that too huh I'll have to give that a listen yeah for sure Talentless Talent Talentless Talent that's a great name yeah we could we it, it, it applies to all of us yeah <laughs> because we're all very talented in our own ways right. but you know, with the world, there's so much to do, so much to know. Yeah. No one's talented. You know, if you, yeah. if you zoom out, everyone is not very impressive. No, we're all and just that's cop- a, That feels good. That's a comforting thing. Yeah, of course. We're all copying something that we... Th- of, uh, copying someone or something and how the way we think it should be done. Exactly. And that little bit, that point zero zero one way that we do it different is what makes us unique. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I went to Virginia. I flew. Mm. Delta's great. Tell me about COVID airplanes. They're great. Yeah. I mean, like, it was the same with Seattle. Like, when I flew out there, I was like, I felt very safe. Uh, There's no, no one's in the middle seat. Uh, Some people are schmucks, but, like, everyone was wearing a mask. I only saw one dude out of our flights from Cincy to Atlanta to Virginia, Virginia, Atlanta, Cincy. One dude just walking in the airport without a mask. Who was just like talking loudly with his friends. I was just like, okay, whatever. Uh, one dude, fine. Uh, we were double masked the whole time on the plane. Um, 
You so you're in the terminal. CVG is a ghost town. Still, um, that's what my brother said. It is depressing. Yeah, just no one there. Nothing. And they do. They just uh, built another terminal. They just like expanded. Yeah, <laughs> they're gay baby. So because they lost being a Delta hub. Yeah, and now it's Atlanta. So like they have to find a way. It'll be. It was. It was weird going from that to Atlanta. Like it was busy, but everyone kept their space. You know what I mean? Like it was cool. Um, I I didn't have any issues. Like you get on the plane, they give you a little wipe, and then you wipe down your seat, which they've already done. They've right. already fucking done it, but you do it just to make you psychologically feel safe. right. Which helped Alicia because she hadn't flown. She was like, okay, we'll do that. The only problem is, is when exiting the plane. People still just stand up and stand in a line and wait, ass to elbow. Of course they do. Because it's, it's, and I don't blame Delta, I don't blame the airlines at that point. I blame humans. It's human nature to be a schmuck, to get up and worry about yourself and only yourself. Right. Instead of following the rules. Yeah. That was it. That was the only, that was the only thing. Uh, Well, there was a flight attendant. She had her mask under her nose. She was in her like late 50s, early 60s. And none of the other attendants said anything to her. Yeah. So it's just like, Whatever. I, I'm if you're fine. Above, if you're above 55, it's fine. Whatever. whatever. Whatever, dude. It's on you. Who cares? It's on you. Whatever. You know what? You know, you're, you're old enough. You can make your own decisions. But if you get it, then you, you, have your, you are comp- become compromised because of it. That's on you because you didn't follow the rules. Speaking of flying, COVID recommendation, the flight attendant on HBO Max starring Kaylee Kuko. She's so hot. So hot. And was just wasted on Big Bang Theory. Yes. You know, I mean, good for her. Yes, Queen, make $100 million. Right. Get, but, do, I do, mean, your, do your fucking laugh track show. Yeah, right. Um, but she's it's, it's a good show. Yeah. She's a flight attendant, uh, super fucking hot, banging dudes all around the world, wakes mm. up one day in, her, in a hotel room in Bangkok next to a dude who's dead. Oh. Throat slashed. Yikes. And then it's just all of the antics and craziness that would come from a situation like that. Mm. Yeah, it's a good one. Is it a movie or is it a show? It's a show. Okay. HBO Max. Is the whole first season out? Or no, is it- they dropped three episodes on Thanksgiving. Ooh, to hook you. Yeah, That's and then right. I don't know if they're just going to do one episode per, but shit, that came out tonight. Might have to go home and watch that shit. Two things. One, did you see what Warner Brothers is doing for 2021? Movies. They're coming out the day that they are released in theater, or would yeah. be released in theaters, and then they're there for a month? Yeah, on HBO Max. That's fucking dope. That's I'm Good so, on them, man. No, you, that's that's really cool. It's what you have to do. Who knows? I mean, that's a great contingency plan. Like, I'm excited to be able to turn on my TV Christmas Day and watch... Wonder Woman 1984. Ah, oh, that movie's going to be so tight. Oh, the first one was so good. I'm really intrigued about Kristen Wiig as an antagonist. As che- as Cheetah? Yeah. That'll be cool. I I, I, she, I didn't think she was good on SNL. A lot of people can hate me for it. That's yeah. fine. You can at me and we'll fight about it. I just thought she was annoying. I mean, I loved her. That's another person who kind of had her own voice. Mm-hmm. Kristen Wiig. A lot of people are out there doing Kristen Wiig right now. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Kristen Wiig, dude. I think she's so funny. And then, um, but yeah, she so got that. I'm I'm excited to see Dune. Yeah, next year. But I'm I will I wonder who else will continue to do that. I mean, it, it like it, I, it's it's weird. I can't see in the future it 
ever like reverting back. I don't think you can give people brand new movies in their living room right. on their projector screen and then take it away. Like it will always yeah. be there in some sense. Yeah. Maybe once we open back up, um, they they'll still have that available, but it'll just be like double the price or whatever. Right. And then who, the people who want to do it want to do it. Right. But a lot of people, myself included, I love a goddamn movie theater. I do too. Yeah. I think this is the death of the chain movie theater though. Yeah, this is this like is, AMC yeah. Regal will see you, but like Esquire and like the Marymount Theater and the Kenwood Theater, like those are what will be thriving. Yeah, if they're still around. If yeah, if they make it to the other side. Yeah. No doubt. So, Agreed. Um, too big to fail, Dad. Way too big. And did you watch the new episode of The Mandalorian? Come on. How great was that? I fucking loved it, and I didn't even... I don't grasp the Star Wars universe like yeah. a lot of people do. And so I knew that a lot of people were super stoked on Rosa Rosario Dawson's character. Yeah, Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. See, I, like, when I saw that... I didn't like drop my drink and be like, "That's fucking Ahsoka Tano with her two lightsabers." Yeah, but, I did. But I know, and I love that for you. Right. But I still, I mean, what a bad fucking character. She was sick, dude. She you was so tight. Need to watch. Like, I'll give you the like, Clone Wars. Yeah, the last. Just you can watch like the last. I mean, there's a lot because Dave. Like we talked about that with the fat, but like just that last season is perfect television. Yeah, and she's amazing in it. And then there's a few episodes of Rebels that she's in that are very, very, very good. Yeah, Rosario Dawson. But she nailed it. The look was great. Yeah. Is that her head? That is a part of her head, yes. It's not like a headdress. That is like a part of her species. That's her full-blown head. Yeah. Big old noggin tentacles. Yeah. I'd love to get a handy with that. Dude, dude. I would still just grab her by the <laughs> fucking head tentacles and, and respect her. Yeah. I would respect her so much. I would, I would, yeah, I'd make her dinner, you know. We'd kiss after, but it would get wild. Yeah, she would peg me. Yeah, with the one of those heads. Oh, yeah, let's make them stiff. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> so stiff. Oh, man. Can those things get hard? <laughs> That's the first thing I would say to her. Like, hey, can that get hard? And uh, are you allergic to latex? Billy, dude, you would fucking clean up in the Star Wars universe. Dude, I'd, I'd fuck anything. You would be so down to just <laughs> fucking alien. Yeah, one hundred percent. Did you just what was that? The first or second Star Trek movie where Kirk, where uh, Captain Kirk wakes up and there's two blue women in his bed? Yeah, I'd be like, I would do that on board. Yeah, for sure. One hundred percent. I think I probably would too. Hmm. You could leave it in, right? I don't. Would just the sperm work with uh, there? No, not between species. That's a good point. You could leave it in. You could leave it in. That'd be excellent. Could you get like space AIDS? Oh man, I don't want any part <laughs> of space AIDS. You wouldn't space AIDS. Space AIDS. No, space AIDS sounds terrible. It sounds like a great show. Space AIDS. Space AIDS. It's just like. Uh, like a pink Freddie Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And instead of like getting really thin, he gets like super fat. So he's like Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. Gigantic. He's like the people from Wally in the chairs. <laughs> yeah. Us. Us. Oh, yeah. That's Me. What, yeah. All of us, Bob. It's not just you, dog. No. Me and me in January. I didn't buy the pay per view, obviously, but what about that goddamn Jake Paul and Nate Robinson fiasco? Hilarious. What a nightmare. I wanted Nate to literally rip his head off. Yeah. But it just wasn't going to happen. No. 
I, I, dude, this is what I'm afraid of for, for, for boxing. Like, I've been talking to Aaron Pryor Jr. Like, he didn't even ask me if I watched the fight yeah. because he knows how detrimental it is to his sport. That we have 55, 60-year-old men getting in the ring fighting each other, and that's, like, the most popular pay-per-view. Doing bonkers shit with, like, Snoop Dogg commentating, rolling blunts and all this stuff. And you're like, but what about the beauty of the game and these athletes in their top peak physical condition who trained for this? Well, it's, Instead, we're watching we're watching the fucking senior tour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tyson and Jones Jr., though, those are a couple all-time greats. I wouldn't call Jones Jr. all-time great. Roy Jones Jr.? I'm not putting him in my top ten. I don't know. I'm not very well-versed in the game of boxing, but, I mean, he... I mean, he's top 15. Roy Jones Jr. in the heavyweight I'll division? Top, I'll give you top 20. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's a great. Right. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of like similar. I can see why a boxing purist would hate that. Right. It's kind of similar to YouTubers and Viners going into comedy clubs. It's, yeah. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there. It'd be like watching like. Or it'd be like what, like Jeremy Piven, or like Matthew. Mc- Did you see that Twitter article oh, about Matthew about McConaughey Woody before COVID? He was going to go around on a stand-up tour. That's insane. I would like to think that they just made that a nice juicy title to click on. Of course. I think McConaughey is self-aware enough, dude. If if Matthew McConaughey went to the Liberty Funny Bone and tickets were a hundred dollars, I'd buy two. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. That guy rules. I think he would be self-aware enough to to. He just seems like he respects people's art, and he respects a lot of art forms. Yeah. I don't think he'd go up there and be like, hey, all right, all right, all I'm right. a stand-up comedian now. No, you just tell stories. It'd be a fucking, yeah, one-man show type deal. I'd, right. Dude, I'd watch him I'd watch him do an hour for sure, man. Right. I think that they called it a, you know, he was going to do stand-up before COVID came just because that would enrage a certain sect of the population and we right. live in a clickbait world, you know? Right, and they just get key, they get the keyboards a clacking. Yeah, man. McConaughey all day, dude. I love that guy. I do, too. I would. Well, I mean, I'd pay to watch that dude eat an ice cream cone for an hour. No shit. The only thing I wouldn't see him do again is just that run of chick flick movies. Yeah. See, I don't... Some of them were trash, but I mean, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days... That, was that movie great. fucking rules. It was dude. it was perfect popcorn. It's just a perfect popcorn flick. Yeah, it's, it's so a perfect good. date movie. Yeah, I love. I yeah, I love him, man. Uh, but what was, was the one like Ghost of Girlfriend Past Ugh. with him and Jennifer Garner? That's not a good movie. No, and then there was like Sahara. That wasn't a good movie. Mo and I watched a, a rom com, a Christmas rom com, the other night. That one on Hulu with oh, with Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Stewart. Kristen Stewart. I liked it. I think it was cool. I think Dan Levy was just basically his character from Schitt's Creek. I still need to sit down and watch that. Just a shitty, awesome, mean, gay guy. Perfect. Kristen Stewart. Just, I mean, you know what? I can't even hate, dude. Respect the hustle. She's like the most unlikable person on film. It just doesn't translate, and she Mm -hmm. keeps getting jobs, and it honestly makes me fucking love her, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, good good on you. Did you see Amy Miller's tweet about her? No, what'd she say? She was like, something like, good for Kristen Stewart, and I'm glad that, like, this, the pandemic's going on because she can't come in and ruin comedy shows. Did she ruin comedy shows? I guess that's what she did. Like, Amy Miller tweeted it, then someone's, like, story, and they were like, yeah, she came in and, like, heckled, and it, like, got so bad that the owner of the restaurant ended the comedy show at that venue. No way. Because of Kristen Stewart. 
Was that in L.A., I guess, yeah. obviously? No, it was oh, in well, Omaha. Ma- yeah, well, <laughs> well, that makes me does- not like her, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, Can't Knock the Hustle. It's a good movie. It's like yeah. a good, cheery little, very inclusive... You know, it's about lesbians and coming out and... You know, it's cool. It's cool to see that kind of inclusion when it's yeah. good. You know, when it's good, that's yeah, the whole and thing. And it is good, unless unless it's like a clear cash grab. Then it's like, yeah, no, where it's okay. just like kind of jammed down your throat, and it's just like, well, this is yeah. very contrived. Yeah, this isn't this isn't moving the 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 the. They're not progressing in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, feels sometimes cheap... sometimes the inclusion feels regressive. Exactly. But when it's not, I mean, how, who would not be for that? Marginalized groups who have not been represented in film for right. the past hundred years, they get their hack at it. It's good. Crazy yeah. Rich Asians was good. Yeah, yeah, I thought that it was crazy good. good. Yeah, it was. It was an excellent movie. Yeah, so, too many Asians in it though. Yeah, for my taste, and just they were a so too many Asians. So rare. Yeah, and they were so crazy. <laughs> they were so rich. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're part of the one percent. We get it. Yeah. Fucking hate. <laughs> you know who would hate like having all that stuff? Who is like you know racist bigots? Yeah. Me in particular, I really don't. You know, I think it's just every movie just be straight white men. Yeah, for sure. James Fucking Bond. each other. Yeah. James Bond. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. That's a funny bit. Yeah, it's really. Funny. Yeah, I'm so straight that it's just every James Bond should just be him making out with another James Bond, another <laughs> double O, double O, double O nine, double O sixty nine, brother. Double up on these holes, daddy. Yeah, it should be like them just competing to see who sucks a better dick to show who's a bigger man. I rewatched Casino Royale the other day, Dude. and that movie is just almost perfect. It's it's I love it. Very good. It's so fucking tight, man. Here's the move. I did this a couple weekends ago. Here's the move. Watch Casino Royale and then immediately watch Quantum of Solace. Because it they, they play are, in. Right. And if you when you watch them back to back immediately with Quantum of Solace, like it's a lot of people didn't like it because it was frantically paced, the yeah. camera work was weird, but when you immediately start it and know where James Bond is in that situation. In his headspace with like his lover or whatever who double crossed him. Right. And it's like he's in, in the first thing that M says to him is like you look like shit. You haven't slept, and then he starts drinking, so he's like in a complete panic. And you realize it's because his heart is completely broken. Right, and you get to and it's trans and it translates perfectly. Yeah, and then you see him start to recover. Interesting. And when he's going through that, and he's like getting more, getting some resolution, the movie starts to slow down, and that shit starts to dissipate. And I've never seen that shown in a Bond movie. I like that take. I'll do that because I'll I'll rewatch Casino Royale. We should. We should some sit of those down poker scenes are just in, so good, incredible. And Mads Mikkelsen, he's great. It's a shame that they had to kill him off like that. Yeah, I know that but does like, suck. I mean, that's the overarching story. That scene at the end where Mads is fucking. He's strapped to a chair and he's just whacking his balls with a piece of lead tied onto a rope. And And he goes a little to the left. left. Yeah. Everyone's going to know that you died scratching Scratching my my balls. balls. Just like laughing and screaming in agony, (laughs) dude. That's so fucking badass. It's the best. Did you know that there's an R-rated cut of that movie coming to HBO Max? Of Casino Royale? Yeah. Next year. Oh, bring me in, daddy. Yeah, we need to watch that because God, that movie's perfect. It just sucks to like. So is an R-rated Casino Royale just like tits and headshots? Base like, that, yeah, and then like hopefully we get to see Ava Green's titties because they're perfect. Mm, mm, mm. I have never seen a more perfect pair of titties on a television. Really? 
Yeah, have you not? She was uh, Sin City. There was a streak for two years where every movie she was in, I think her contract she signed had required that she showed her yeah. perfect boobs. Couple million per nip. Mm. That's a good deal, dude. I'd That's take that. It's a great deal. But, um, I so you know the beginning scene where they're fighting in the bathroom and it's black and white? Yeah. That was supposed to be color. So why was it black and white? Because it rock knocked it down from an R to PG thirteen. Oh, because of the blood. The blood and the, he's drowning him in the, in that sink. But yeah, them taking that all out. So it just softened it up by putting him in black and white. Correct. Oh, that's a good one. He yeah. goes like, "How did he die? Like he didn't die easy or something." Yeah, didn't go easy. It's just some cool line. It's so cool. Yeah, Daniel Craig, man, that guy is dope. But here's the thing: like Skyfall, so fucking good, and then Spectre is just a. Vanilla, boring yeah. movie compared to the others, and it was what we were building towards with all yeah. the other ones. Well, Skyfall rips. If you got Adele on the hook, you got Adele and her sultry, dulcet tones. Come on, yeah, bring it on. That and then Sam Smith writing on the wall was yeah. the best part of Spectre. Yeah. Ugh. Damn. We so yeah, did, yeah. I mean, a quick little plug for bonding with friends or bond with friends, but I would love to sit down and watch Casino Royale. And Quantum Solace, just like bang out a bottle of tequila. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. Oh, we'll have Sweet Cheeks make us uh, uh, martinis. Dude, I, oh. Duh. Shaking, not stirred. Of course. And then, then that scene in Casino Royale where he just rattles off the random drink. And yeah. And he tries it and he's like, hmm, that's actually pretty good. It's pretty good. It's like, he's, oh, just James Bond. I get why you love him. Yeah, he's it's just, just so tight. He's the best. He's the so fucking cool, man. But. Roger Moore's the goat. I yeah. mean, that guy just floated. That guy floated. It was the most suave dude. Mo and I have been drinking a lot of margaritas. Oh, yeah? Yeah. She margaritas? Got, margaritas, baby. You got to start calling them that to her. Mo, Mo, yeah. And want to have some morgues? Morgues? Oh. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, she made this simple syrup with like jalapenos and then another simple syrup that's a little even spicier. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm on lime juice squeezing duty. Ooh. And uh, it's been good. Now, are you doing um, over rocks or are you doing um, oh, yeah. frozen? Oh, I'm an over rocks. I am too. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going out, I will typically get a frozen margarita. Okay. But if you're making it and shaking it yourself and nah. shit, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Don't put that shit in a blender. Right. A couple cubes in the shaker, shake it up, pour it. You oh. know what you guys should do? I don't know if you've done it yet. Uh, instead of like a salt rim, do chili powder. Love that. That's a move. Really into that idea. That's a vibe right there. Dude, a large bug just flew off of you. I don't what? Know how, I don't know how long it's been there. It's behind the TV now. Awesome. Dude, I swear to God, that was so fucking crazy. Awesome. Great. I'm becoming pig pen now. <laughs> Great. There's the next thing you know, I'm going to Dude, a, a large bug that I hadn't noticed all day <laughs> just like took out from underneath your arm, man. Of the bug hotel at this point. Oh, man. Well, well dude, that was a nice little tangent. We just went boom, 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 boom. Talking yeah. movies, talking rom-coms. Yeah. Always comes back to Bond with Sweet Bill. Has to. Oh, and this week I beat God, the story of God of War. So how about that? Oh, yeah, there you go. You beat what a, God of War. What? Uh, not yet. There's a ton more I still have to do. What a, what a beautiful game. Yeah? Like, perfect storytelling, captivated, great gameplay, but, like, the story is fantastic. That's Steal Rudix PS4 and, yeah. and play it. it. You can you. Uh, it's this is Logan's copy. I got to give it back to him. But you can get it for ten bucks. Fuck yeah! It is beautiful. It's a be- I've never seen a more gorgeous game either. Like, I oh, 
You, you so you know have you played God, any of the other ones? No. So you're Kratos. You're the god of war. And yeah, in the I first get the three, idea. Right, first three you went and you murdered every Greek god. Yeah. Well, now he's it's Nordic mythology. Cool. So and you're just like in that world and it's fucking insane. And you have a, your kid with you, and you don't know who he is. And the whole point of the game—you learn this once the game starts. You are carrying your wife, his mother's ashes. You have to find the highest point and spread her ashes. Fuck yeah, dude! It's tight. Treat her like the queen she is. Yeah, boof him. I ate my pop's ashes. You did? I put a little of my pop's ashes in some coffee and drank it. Really? Yeah. How? And me and my brother both did. I mean, I don't know. You just don't even take... It just mixes right in. Yeah. Just drank the essence of my grandpa. Did you... Have you seen the, the My Strange Addiction where the woman... Oh, yeah. ...is eating her husband? No, I haven't, but that's yes. weird. She eats, like, two scoops of him a day. How big was he? I don't know, but, you How know... How can she get away with that? I don't know, but that's just her My thing. Strange Addiction for two months before I consumed his entire being. <laughs> like, she started with, like, a little bit, then it's gotten, like, worse. She's like, I'm afraid I'm going to run out. I'm like, yeah. yeah you're definitely going <laughs> to run out. Yeah. There's a certain amount of ash that comes with a burned human body, lady. Right. Damn. It's not like you can go to the store and get more half and half and more ashes. No, what are you going to do, man? No fucking shit. I'd be willing to bet that if you'd eat, oh. if you drink too many human burnt cremains, that you'd get sick. I think those odds are pretty good. I wonder if there's a place where I could actually make that bet. BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. <laughs> Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantages of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Oh, baby. You know what? We were talking, we, we let off the pod talking about libido. You yes. know what might have something to do with that? Do you have hairy balls right now? I you have hairy balls. Yeah, I got. I bet you can I, fix them. I gotta trim it up, man. I gotta trim it up. If it, 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 good thing that we are uh, sponsored by Manscaped, and they gave us such a great product. Boom! We love you. Support for the new Nasty Boys. It comes from the aforementioned Manscaped who are the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. We got them jingle balls to the walls, fellas, so listen (laughs) on up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of Christmas past, and fresh balls and taint area are a part of your Christmas future. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. And you know I'm talking about that Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Uh, they've got the revolution. This revolutionary company, Manscaped, they've redesigned the electric trimmer, really changed the game for your dick, balls, and tank. Their lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary, advanced, skin-safe technology, so this trimmer cuts uh, cuts on your nuts. It's not going to cut. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower if you're feeling particularly sad. The lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0. It makes for the perfect gift this holidays or your friend who has a lot of pubes. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. You don't want to use the same trimmer on your face as you do your balls. That's just nasty, and I'm not talking 
the new Nasty Boys. Because if it was the new Nasty Boys, then you would definitely want to use the same trimmer on your balls and on your face. But it's just downright nasty. The Perfect Package 3.0, it includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Manscaped, how do you know that my balls are the smelliest part of my body? (laughs) It is. Your balls stink. Uh, These products smell good. They're a manly scent, and it's attractive, and it will help set the mood if you know what I mean. And what they mean is when a girl goes down and has your balls and dick in her face, she's going to smell good, and she's going to like it. Real quick. I ran out of deodorant this week. And? I've been using the Manscaped ball ball deodorant deodorant under your arms? And? My body finally rejected it today. (laughs) My body was like, we figured this out. Oh, man, I love that. The perfect package. You know what else it comes with? It comes with Manscaped boxers? What? They're going to keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Tis the season to manscape, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, that's weird, and friends, the (laughs) gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls, they're going to thank you. Again, thats you're going to get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use promo code armchair. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud of you this year because Santa thinks you're a disgusting little vile piggy boy (laughs) and he wants you to choke him and call him fucking Santa pig. You're a little Santa pig. I bet you put little elves up your butt, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, you let Blitzen, Blitzen, your asshole... Huh? That was bad. I'm sorry. I did. You know what? It's fine. I'd, I'd take a blitz in my ass. Oh, speaking of Santa, I saw Fat Man. Oh, yeah. It's and? so fucking good. Oh, yeah, good. you said that in the group text. It's so fucking good. What? What is that? Okay, let me take a drink here. Mm. Also, one more plug. I'm drinking Mauled Eagle, which is a bourbon barrel-aged stout from High Grain Brewing. It is, like... 11 point, it's like 14%. It's fucking bonkers. It's their Imperial Stout aged uh, in for 12 months in a 14-year-old Eagle Rare bourbon barrel. Um, I told them I'd give them a shout-out because they gave me the four-pack for oh, free. Oh, nice. Did they really? Well, they were one of my clients for work. That's some love. And uh, I was like, I need to come pick some up. They're like, oh, we'll just save a four-pack for you. I had a swill of it, and it's quite tasty. It's very good. And what's so cool about High Grain is eventually, uh, they were by the end of this year, but it's most likely now going to be 2021, they will be fully self-sustainable. Completely off the grid, solar power. Uh, they use, like, they use... Grow all their own hops and shit. Yeah. Want, like, yeah. That's cool. Well, not grow. I meant like the brewery itself. So like the energy oh, they okay, create yeah, themselves, yeah. the water. I forget they have like a well under them that they use. So it's like natural water. It's fucking crazy. So go check them out. Go check out the brew pub. They've been doing everything safe. Their beers are fantastic. They This fall, they did a beer with uh, the Cincinnati Zoo and Botanical Garden where they have a garden where they grow certain like hops and like coriander. They use yeah. all, everything from the blood. From the, right. Her fucking, never mind. Um <laughs> Uh, but everything from that garden they used to brew the beer. Yeah, It was so good. That's cool as fuck. I love and it was su- a, sustainability. It was a saison, too. It was very good. Yummy, yummy in yummy, your tummy. Yummy, yummy, coming in my tummy. So go to High Grain. Check out their beers and buy their shit. Shout out High Grain, man. So, yeah. What about Fat Man? It's great. 
So it's Mel Gibson playing Santa. Into it. And um, there's this kid who like loses the like the science fair for the first time in three years, and he hires a hitman to like scare her. And then Christmas rolls around, and the, the kid gets delivered coal. So the kid hires the hitman to go kill Santa. How old's the kid? He's like. 12. Oh, that's fucking an awesome premise. It's so funny. I love a premise that's just fucking insane. It's over the top. And Walton Goggins plays the hitman. That's excellent. And he his whole thing is like he was a bad kid, but he collects official Santa workshop toys. And then he's got to go kill Santa. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. I like that a lot. It's very good. Speaking of Santa, speaking of gifts. Right. What's going to be under the Reds tree this year? I know what's not going to be under our tree this year. Archie Bradley, Kurt Casale, Brian and Goodwin. Brian Goodwin. Right. So you traded Stuart Fairchild, top 10, top 15 prospect in the Reds organization, and Josh Van Meter, a below average bench player who can play first, second, left, third. Yeah. Okay. For seven and two thirds innings of Archie Bradley and. Some solid ABs and Goodwin, performance from Goodwin. Yeah, I think. Good, Goodwin was fine. I mean, ultimately, it didn't it didn't translate to us winning anything in the playoffs. But like, he had two dingers and 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 flashed a decent glove and stole a couple bases. You can't hate on Brian Goodwin. I don't either. But I mean, it was literally a useless trade. Yeah. I mean, you 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 off you got Van Meter off of our hands, but. We we have zero to show for it. A lot of times you can do like the mm-hmm. the the family tree of trades and be like, yeah, well, this player got us this player and this player got you know. It's right. like, but this I mean, is, ultimately, yeah, nothing. It just dead ended. And the whole reason we were so psyched on the trade for both of them was like, oh, they still have one more year of, con- of control. Yeah. And the and fact, Archie Bradley is a top tier reliever in the league, and it was only going to cost you. Four point one to four point four million dollars this year. That's so crazy. So what do you think? Well, then they also like. Do you think they can go out and pay him less than that? Yeah. Do you think they even tried to avoid arbitration with him? Or There's no way. Like, I mean, eh. the way that we're handling this off season, I think they were just like, "See you later, bye." See a piece that could help us win, right? Uh, you know. A setup guy or middle reliever or also a closer. He pitched less than eight innings for us. That's absurd. And you get... Yeah. I don't get it, man. I was very upset last night about it. I was... We were all very upset about it. We were pretty livid. Yeah, and then, we were hot. And then I talked to Tyler for a while. And he kind of walked me off the cliff of, like, you just don't know what could happen. You don't know what that money's going to be for. So maybe they have something else in the plans that we just don't know about. Or what we've been saying all along, they don't have a fucking plan. There is no plan. And there then is that no money plan. is just a way of, you know, old senior Bob who, like every owner in the league, took a huge hit. Right. And I think he's just like, well, that's $4 million I get to keep. Well, it's something between 50 to $80 million that they lost this year. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But... That's that then, you know, them's the breaks, you know, like, you know, that's what happens. That's what happens. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And you couldn't have people come in and out of your ballpark. Ho- hopefully that's different next year. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Like we were hot just because we're like, they're going into this, not spending money. 
But then you're bringing back Lorenzen, which is great. That could be your five starter, or you know your seven, seven, eight inning, your seventh or eighth inning guy, or potentially your closer. And the way that they used him last year, which wasn't much, shows that they... We didn't even know what we, we wanted could, to do with him. Exactly. So that means that they're saving that money because they didn't know what to do. Right. Or when they were going to use him. We had him for what? The 20-some games? Yeah. That's crazy. I know. But then, so you didn't sign him because you didn't use him? He had fucking six appearances, dude. That's silly. It's silly. So wait, do you think they didn't sign him just because based on that? I didn't even think about it. Like, that they used him for seven and two-thirds innings. They're like, why am I going to pay him that kind of money, $4.4 million, when they could just go get some schmuck from Prosco or Prosco or AAA or AA next year? Right, right. Or who knows, like... This list is going to keep growing of people that have been non-tendered and other guys who are just going to get released or waived. I mean, it's not a zero percent chance, but it's base. It's it's pretty much a zero percent chance. Trevor's a red next year. Yeah, man, it's got to that point. I it, mean, crawl every everything he's come out. He's just given some hollow, say nothing answer where he is technically saying words and giving an answer, but there's nothing of substance that no. he's actually saying. It's just like one of those. Rehearsed PR team tells you this is what you say when you need to say something, but you don't want to say anything. Correct. It's just hollow, baseless sentences. Correct. I think what? 5% chance? 10? 3? 3. Less than 5. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He wants to come back? He I... wants to come back. Uh, Jake has his money on the Mets. I think he's a Met. Met or Boston. Boston. Uh, Lucas, I talked with Lucas about that too in my thread with Matt, Jake, and Lucas, which, uh, hey, I'm Matt Devan's best man. How about that? Pretty cool. Uh, very cool. But, like, Boston is, their bullpen's dog shit. Yeah. They're not closer to contending than anybody else on the list that we had. Yeah. Except for the, the Mets. Yeah. The Mets would be. Dude, think about that. Adding him, you would have DeGrom, your one. Your two is Bauer. Your three is Strowman. Your four is Syndergaard. Yeah. Your four is Syndergaard. That's gross. Yeah, that's pretty wacky. That's gross. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah, that's a four-headed monster. Jesus. But, you know, and the Mets can afford him. I don't know if he wants to go to New York. I mean, that tweet where he's like, yeah, the New York media would love me. Like, that still resonates to me. Yeah. So I don't know if he'll do that. Um, but, man, do I want him back. God, do I want him back. Mm. But I don't know. And especially seeing them signal, like, with Bradley, which I guess they're just not they're not going to pay for something that they didn't see. So. But it's their fucking fault that we didn't see Wait, him. it's David Bell. Of course, they didn't utilize him. Oh, the first lady's the up here. The first lady of the pod. How are you? Good, how are you? Homework oh, break? I've been looking for that. Your what? My sock. Oh, there you go. We're talking about the Archie Bradley thing. Oh, there's the eye roll. What do you, yeah, what else do you expect? Yeah. Are you, are you falling asleep on me? I'm tired. Oh, did you come up here to lean on me and listen to us do the podcast because we're so boring it puts you to sleep? Bring it no, on, babe. No, because you guys are comforting. Bring it on, Aww. babe. Oh, well, thank you. 
Uh, and we were talking about it because in other baseball-related news, my buddy of the Giants, Trevor Gott, Lexington's yeah. own, he was signed yesterday. They brought him back. Yeah. They gave him one year, like seven hundred fifty thousand. That's a that's great. Yeah, it's fucking more money than I'll ever see, and that's that's but that kind of shows you what the market for relief pitchers is right now. Right. So, so I mean, like. Well, didn't someone just, I forget who was, sign a two-year, $14 million deal that's a reliever? Yeah, um, who was it? I uh, I know who it was. I know who it was. But, yeah, no, we get no Archie. No. We got Farmer back after we non-tendered him. It was uh, Trevor May. Yeah. Who had a really funny tweet. Did you see his tweet? No. He was like, Thank, uh, he's like, I'm super excited to be a part of the Mets organization. Sorry it's not the treasure, Trevor you were hoping for. <laughs> or something like that. That's so Which good. Which just kind of echoes, you know, every fucking team. But right. especially the Red Legs. Right. They non-tendered Kirk Casale, which yeah. that totally makes sense in the plans. Yeah, with Tyler and Tyler. Exactly. Kurt really did us well. He did. I'm not mad about no, it. Kurt, Kurt really did as well. His tenure as a Cincinnati Red, all he did was his job, he was and gone. he did it well. Yeah, I loved Kurt. He was. I love that dude. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, it's a bummer, but no. I mean, it's part of the game. Yeah, and I, then, I, I had no like emotional attachment. No, it was just one of those things where you're like, okay, he'll land on a team. He'll be fine. He'll be fine somewhere. And um, he, you know, he he did a great job with Sonny. Yeah. That was that was a good battery. Yeah, and since we're gonna fucking trade Sonny Gray, why do we need his catcher? No shit. <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ. It's so uh, it's so ridiculous. So and then who else? RJ Allen's another reliever, we'll see ya. Um yeah. I, so that's it, nothing who, well, nothing was too shocking no, except none for of it was Archie. Shocking except for Archie. And I was like, okay, I guess. Like I was mad because I'm like, this dude was great in 2019. Yeah, we were a little drunk last night and a little heated up and mad. I was yeah texting about it. Yes, but I don't know that that four million dollars that we quote unquote saved. Where is that? I just have to know where that's fucking going. And the, for the last week, all we've been hearing about is shortstop upgrade. Yeah, and you're in, you're into the belief that we crawl called Colorado said, what does it take to get Trevor Story? And then we ended up doing that trade that we did 10 days ago, which right. ended up being, I like that trade. It's a fine trade. It's a fine, it's a fine little trade. But uh, this goes back to up top when we're talking. Mike Webster <laughs> said Listen that we're going to sign D.D. Gregorius. And I said and, and no. And Bill said absolutely not. So a friendly little wager that you can't find on betonline.ag. Very true. They bet that if... DD is our shortstop next season. Billy has got to take two shots of grain alcohol, chug a 24-ounce Bud Ice, and then chug a shitty... Craft beer. Quote, shitty craft beer. To quote Mike Webster. And if we do sign DD, or if we don't sign DD, then Webster has to do that. Yes, and we're doing it on your folks porch yeah on the Kimbrel's deck because Mike wants to see it because Mike wants to pour the shots and then also we have a really nice deck for whoever loses the bet to just spew <laughs> vomit off of 
because it's all grass down there. Yes. You're going to be fine. And I'll be feeding my friends the raccoons. And the raccoons, who Billy is one of the few people who's had the privilege to be introduced to. Yeah, I'll feed them, and then we'll get to hang out again. So, I mean, it's all just conjecture, and Crawl isn't telling us shit, but who right. do you think our shortstop is going to be? I, I think it's going to be, like... Cleveland's got to be broke, too. They've got to be broke as a fucking joke. And I think they're trying to get their numbers down. So I think they, you know, it'll be Lindor. It'll either be Lindor or Story. And then I could see him going out and signing like an Andralton Simmons. Andralton Simmons or like Marcus a Simeon. Simeon. I like the Simeon, man. Simeon's not a bad call. That guy's a vacuum. Yeah. Andralton Simmons and then our boy uh, Jose Iglesias. He's back with... He just signed with the Angels. He did? Yeah, they they just signed Jose. Did you know that... I saw that earlier. Did time. you know that he batted three fifty seven last year? Yeah, he was on fire last year. There he is. Hey! Yeah, Jose Iglesias, man. I thought he signed a two-year with Baltimore. Me too, but I guess not. Interesting. Let me see that. Give me that. Yeah, so Jose Iglesias, he is... Andrelton Simmons will not be an angel next year. Maybe he'll be a red. And Dralton Simmons is an ugly son. Oh, yeah. Remember what I said about him? I said, Or oh. was it you or me? I said he looked like Drake with cancer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was me. That was an early nasty boy. I remember that He was that a good one. one. Yeah, Drake with cancer. He does look like cancer Drake. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I would love Trevor's story. It just depends on what we would have Cons- to give up. Right. Because it would be prospects, right? Prospects plus one big league one player. One major league. I, for one year of Trevor's story... I would do... Would you give up, like, a Hunter Green? No, I would give up a Nick Senzel. Yeah, a Nick Senzel, and then what prospects do you package with that? A Nick Senzel and... Uh, like, you can either go, like, one high level, or two, like, like a, you could go, like, Senzel... Vladimir Gutierrez. In India. In India. And to get you Trevor Story for a season. Correct. I would live with that. I could easily do that. And then you got Shogo, everyday center fielder. Correct. Uh, Casty, Nikki, Saint Nick. In right. By the way, that yeah, that uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, Saint Nick and uh, Stinky Winky. Yeah. Or, um, whoever else. Think about this: if you put Stinky Winky in left, you know it was floating out there. That would be. There are two guys where you're like, fuck yes. Stick them in right. That you could have it if you have Stinky Winky as your everyday left fielder, and then you if if the DH is a thing, Jorge Soler. I can't believe Soler got walked. I can't either. That dude, a great American. That would be. Yeah, that would be a good one. That would be amazing. I'm pretty sure that they're gonna bring the DH back, right? They have to. Yeah, they have to. The game, the, the you can't go back. No, I think once you institute all that you can't shit, go back. no, you can't. So think about him. It would be him just mashing. Who playing at in Kaufman? That's not a that's not a small ballpark. And Pretty cavernous, actually. Hit dingers. Yeah, it's a big one. And then what is wrong with your cat? We got a couple little. We got a couple little meowers. We're upstairs. Come here, ladies and sir. Yeah, that's Ezra. Okay. You have five cents. You go. We're upstairs, and he'll. We're upstairs. Fuck yeah. I love but, a cat break. Uh, oh, what a dumb We're ass. upstairs. What a dumbass. So You give it five seconds, you'll hear the feet run up. Little small pitter-patters of little black beans. Oh. But Jorge Soler, that would be dope. The other, 
The pride of Middletown, Kyle Schwarber. I, yeah, Schwarber's Free out there. Yeah. Wild. I know, dude. He's just without a job. Yeah. Who, who like, got a single to help the Cubs clinch in the 2016 World Series and was, like, going to be the future. I know. I know. That, so, that's a, I remember what I called him because he had that little little square goatee there. He yeah. looked like the Egyptian god of bread. <laughs> He's real carved up. Because wasn't the, he was in the home run derby when we roasted, wasn't he? Yeah, he We're, was. Yeah. He definitely was. Um, imagine if the Reds go out and sign Kyle Schwarber. How much will Thom Bredeman be kicking himself? Yeah, he would hate it. To like. Not be able to talk about Kyle Schwarber and, every and man, day because he talked about him when he was a Cub. Yeah, he loved him when he was a Cub. Do you know that uh, Kyle Schwarber, pride of Middletown, Ohio? Yeah, and you're like, ugh, we get it. Yeah, thank you, Thom. Thank Thom. So yeah, those are two dudes. Like, so how much crazier is this going to get once we get to the arbitration process? Schwarber and Solaire, I can't. See, I mean, but then you got Wong too. Eddie Rosario. Yeah, and Eddie Rosario. I mean, how could there be a bigger name, like a more surprising name, than a Jorge Soler or a Kyle Schwarber? There isn't. Those are all-stars. Yes. Jorge Soler, like... Rosario was an all-star in 2018. Yeah, not not that that long. long. No. That's how cheap the game has gotten. I know. Are, Are you... I think if you're a baseball fan who's paying any attention at all, like, it's kind of dire times right now. Yeah, this is make or break. It's coming, man. Yeah. I mean, like, no one's getting paid. There are good players that in any other fucking year would be getting fatty daddy contracts. Yeah. And they're they're being told to pack up and leave. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I mean, I just don't even know what it's going to look like. I don't know, and it's going to be an interesting... I mean, it'll be interesting to see what bargains will also be available. Who's on the trade market? It'll be wild, and I think that Nick... Will do a good enough job recognizing that talent, and because I mean Dick Williams, I mean sure Puig didn't work out the way we wanted to, but guess what? That Puig flip got us Bauer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck so yeah. it eventually worked. Got us Bauer for that sweet season in the third. <sighs> Not even a full season. No, but at least he won the Cy Young. Yeah. So that's cool. Will he get awarded the Cy Young opening day for whatever team he is playing for? That's a great question. Like, if he's a Met next season, will he get a Cy Young? Your national, or like, if he's a, if he's somewhere, if he's a, if he's in Boston and he's in the American League, will he get a National League Cy Young award in fucking Fenway? Yeah, gross. That is so wild. I hate that. It's only happened one other time. Guy won a Cy Young and then in, walked in free agency the next year. It happened with uh, Maddox. Two. There was also um, Catfish Hunter. Oh, yeah. That's a deep, deep dive. He went from the A's to the Yankees. Yankees. And then Maddox went from the Cubbies the to the Braves. Braves. And then he was just the best pitcher for a decade. Jesus. How did the Cubs let him more? Oh, money. That's why. That's right. That was back when Wrigley was like... A little league field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it was just rough. Yeah. But, I mean, it'll just be interesting to see what happens, man. I don't know. I was upset, and now I'm not, because they didn't know what they were doing with him, and they kind of didn't have a plan and just got a bullpen arm, the best available one in the trade market at that time, and gave up not a whole, I mean, not, 
I mean, not nothing, but definitely not the farm. So, I don't know, man. We'll just see what happens. But you have, you can't cut off your nose to spite your face. Great saying. You can't do get rid of Archie for that four point four million, and then not get an established shortstop. And then don't do anything with don't, that. Money. Nothing. With do absolutely nothing. But anything will be an upgrade over last year. Yeah. You know, and you kind of have to think. Castellanos will hit in a full season. Yeah. You kind of have to think Moose is going to be better than he was last year because he won't be hurt four fucking times or have that COVID incident. Yeah. You kind of have to think... He missed time for COVID, and then he missed... One of his injuries was like a hit-by-pitch. Yeah, two so, of them were. Yeah, so you just take... You you can realistically take that off the table. Just yeah. law of averages. Right. The dude's not going to miss... He's not going to have four... Stints on the DL yeah. because of a hit by pitch. Correct. So you have to think that, and the way that Joey got hot towards the end of that of the last twenty games of that season, yeah. you kind of think if he gets a full season, say he's cold for thirty games at the beginning of one sixty two, which is typically pick, what he does anyway, right? But then picks it up for the next one thirty two. Yeah. Then you're in, you're cooking. You just need Gino to hit for a little bit of a higher average than he did last year. He's a hit dingers. And Tyler Stevenson needs to be what he was in that glimpse yeah. of when we had him up here. Yeah, and, you know. Then you feel good. I mean, it sucks losing Bauer, but I'm not mad at a Luis Sunny 1-2. And then your three is... What? Mally? Mally. Mally earned his way. Mally three. Does Sims stay in the pen for the rest of his career? I don't know. That's another question. Do you give him a go at spring training? I say you give him a go, man. He was our third best arm last year. Yeah, he was gross. He was our third best arm last year. And then you've got that guy you traded for for Colorado. What's yeah. his dick? Hoffman. Uh, yeah. Who has a good spin rate. See what happens there. He competes for a bottom of the rotation spot. And... What free agent pitching like will be available? Do you think? Too? Like, do you who, think Disco's going to be on our team next year? Dude, I wouldn't be shocked if they extended him like a minor league deal. Yeah, I don't know what the market would be for him because he was hurt, you know, and then got rocked towards the end of the year. So who knows? It's yeah. and you just don't know. Like I mean, you still have. Mashihiro Tanaka's still out there. I mean, Bauer's out there. I don't know who, what other free agent pitching off the top of my head is still out there. Oh, who got... Oh, what, another person who got non-tendered where I was like, yes, Jose Urena. Yeah. Dude. Love to bring that arm in there. He's Three. on the, he's on the you know, other side of 30. As, he's as 29. As the young side of 30. Yeah. yeah. Throw him in there with DJ. Have him snap some shit off. See what he can do. I don't have... I, I mean... There's going to be some bargains to be had, and I think that Nick Crawl will find a way to make them happen. And who knows? I mean, who knows? And what if out of nowhere, Bob, you know, wakes up and he's just like, we got to do whatever we can to sign Bauer, and it happens. It's still out there. I mean, he hasn't signed anywhere yet. It's just, it's hard for us to conceive, like, the mindset of someone as, as wealthy as Castellini, but, like, dude, he's, he's... Got a foot in the grave, man. Yeah, he's like he's 96. Old. Yeah, he's old. He's 150 years old, and he doesn't <laughs> even have his fucking faculties about him. Like, everyone knows this. Right. If he, if he truly does want to win, like, what is the point? Right, Dude, the Castellinis are good. They lost so much money last year, and they still have got to be, like, generationally wealthy, They're, you know? Yeah, so... Like, would, would he rather 
die with forty million dollars more in the bank than at on his fucking deathbed, or die having won a World Series with the team you own. Right. I it would, just really comes down right. to that, and it's like that's that's what's so weird is it's like. It gets lost in our love for the game, yeah. our love for this team and this city, yeah. and our just general like lack of being able to conceptualize that amount of money. Right. But like, it's so weird that it's just human beings making decisions that they want to. Right. All of this. Yeah. The entire, like, the entire game of baseball hanging on by the thread that it is hanging on. Just really, honestly, comes down to the decisions of like thirty dudes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 30, thirty old ass white guys. <laughs> you know? Well, think about this too. Like, where you're like, well, here's the thing. Once you go into the ground, that money don't come with you. No, dude, you can't take it with you when you're you, gone. You can't pay off St. Peter at the pearly gates to let you in. I know, man. So, like, what is the point? I would be with you. I'm with you 100. I would spend all I could to, like, you know. Win and have the, and see that trophy. Your legacy could be giving up some of your familial wealth for the joy and pride of a city, of an the, entire city, of a historic baseball franchise, I of know. a city that needs it the most. We had a glimpse of hope with Joe Burrow, and that shit snapped. Literally, literally, every tendon in his knee exploded. Exploded. You had FC Cincinnati who goaded you. Into being like, we're a franchise that's going to try. No, they're not. It, MLS is the worst Ponzi scheme. FIFA's the worst Ponzi scheme out there. Yeah, they're soccer's worse than the like, dirtiest game in the fucking yeah, world. Dude, it's, it's, it's more of a Ponzi scheme than like a fucking, like the, the, the workout juice that they make you sell. No shit, dude. Or, or Amway. It's yeah. worse than Amway. Yeah, dude. And then you have, well, UC football's a bright spot. Who knows about UC basketball? But like, professional sports-wise, you've been fucked. Fucked. You've been fucked hard. Forever. Forever. It has been 30 years since the Reds won the World Series. Yeah. It has been... We're the curse, dude. Since night... The last time they won a postseason series, we were five. Yeah. We were five Prepubescent. We were getting boners, but they were just like... It was just natural blood flow. We didn't even know what was happening. No. Yeah. I Think about this. We were five years old. We had just got done shitting ourselves. Yeah. So you need to give we this... We just put on our big boy pants. Yeah. Out of the pull-ups, into the fire. You need to give this city a reason to have some type of optimism. And you don't have that. Yeah. Sure, UC football is ranked 7th in the country, but there's no way they're making the college playoff. No. Zero So it's another way to get screwed. And then that guy will fucking leave and take a, a, a Power 5 conference. Yeah, he'll, go, conference he'll go get hired at fucking Auburn or yeah. some shit. Yeah, I don't know. You 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 can you just kind of sound like a psychopath talking about it week in and week out. You know, just these if ands and maybes and buts about what mm, what these people are going to do with their millions and millions and millions of dollars. I know, and we're sitting here hoping for the best. No, and it doesn't fucking really matter. No, but but we still love. I it. still love it. I still love it. No. And I, I still have some type of hope. There is still some kind of glimmer of hope. But it's just what the what the. Fuck. Well, I think we saw, we're currently seeing how important sports are in this country just because it gave Americans a fucking, it gives Americans some type of outlet. 
Yeah. You know, it's like we're very dualistic, you know? Mm -hmm. We got two political parties. We've got the good way to do it and the bad way to do it. Yeah. There's not a ton of in between. And it's a whole, it's made a whole lot easier when it can just be like, man, I fucking hate the Cubs. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's just a whole lot easier when you can go to Great American Ballpark and scream at a Latin Cardinals player who doesn't even know what you're saying. Right. And it doesn't make any sense because at the end of the day, you don't have anything against that guy, but he's wearing the wrong jersey. Well, it's also because you can't go to Mitch McConnell's office and yell at him. Exactly. Exactly. It gives us some... It's an outlet. Mm -hmm. Sports are important, man. Mm -hmm. As trivial as they are, and they have never seemed more trivial than in times like this. It's important. It's an important, trivial thing. Yes, 100%. But we need it to distract ourselves. Clearly. But, uh, fucking but clearly. We'll see what happens, but I still have some type of faith that they're just going to do some bargain bins and they're going to, you know, they're going to hit the big lots and they're going to find themselves some lawn furniture that works out. Does big lots win your World Series or does fucking Crate and Barrel you know, is Crate and Barrel nice? They're fine. Yeah. I Restoration Hardware would be a move. Yeah, let's go to Restoration fucking Hardware and I sign know. Trevor Power. I know. <laughs> so, we'll see. Uh, round third, head for home. Comedy's canceled. It's never going to happen again. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. The microphone makes the germs too big. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's scary. Yeah. We can't have you all sit together. So, we'll figure something out. Maybe we'll do that Zoom thing we talked about. I wouldn't hate that idea. So, in the meantime, just, I don't know, be okay. Good luck to you. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. You'll be fine. Just wear a mask. Don't be a dumbass. Um, uh, so, yeah. Um, thank you to Armchair Media for being our podcast dad. Thank you to Manscaped for keeping our balls nice and clean. And thank you to BetOnline.ag for being our premier online betting sponsor. We love you. We love you. And as always, go Red Legs. Stay nasty. Call your mom. Please call mom. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.